0: This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. President Trump, former President Trump, down at the southern border today with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. We're going to dive into the details and the roundtable that was going on there earlier today. And I want to share with the parents out there, the grandparents, I'm going to share with you some very, very important information why it is absolutely necessary that you are paying attention to what your kids and grandkids are doing because because of what's happening at the southern border. Want to start here, though, with some great news. Great news tonight. Coal Creek Station, the deal's been announced now. Uh, Rainbow Energy Center has now purchased Coal Creek Station to keep that alive and well and to keep those jobs in place. So very, very important. All right, now let's move on to the roundtable earlier today with former President Trump down at the southern border. What I'm going to do is I'm going to just play some clips you tonight that were taking place uh, throughout this roundtable discussion and then give you some more contextual information exactly about what is going on at the Southern border. again, why and how it impacts you and your family. So on point today, and I, I want to play this for you first tonight, because what President Trump said, as I go out and about and just visit with people in the community, it is, I don't even think I can share with you how many people right now they look at what's going on across our country, across the globe, and they're like, Chris, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Like, none of this makes sense. So here's a little bit about what President Trump said.
1: But we have a a sick country in many ways. It's sick in elections and it's sick in the border. And if you don't have good elections, and if you don't have a strong
0: border, you don't have a country of course i'm going to get to the border piece here in a moment but i want to start with the election component because i don't know if you saw what happened in the new york mayor's race new york city mayor's race just last night the elections now are a mess because they forgot to purge over a hundred thousand votes in the system does that give you a lot of confidence in the voting machines and and what's going on so obviously they're trying to remedy it but it creates a mess which then creates more distrust which we I think I already have plenty of as to what's going on right now within some of these voting systems. And I say that because also, as you and I have been told now since November of 2020 and well before that, look, the election process, what goes on in states for elections is up to the states. And yet it was just announced Senator Amy Klobuchar, who's from Minnesota, a U.S. senator, is going down to Georgia to hold a voting rights hearing. I said when uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland made the announcement he was going to sue the state of Georgia over their new voting law, I said, why did he wait so long? Think about it. Remember, S-1, that was going to be the big nationwide federalized voting that got defeated in the Senate, and that is why you saw Merrick Garland wait to file this lawsuit. Now you've got a U.S. senator going into a state, not even from that state, and holding a voting rights uh, conversation just would love to know your point of view on that, because as we've talked about before, it should be uh, up to the states. Please share your point of view on what's going on there and your confidence in the election system right now. All right, let's get now back to the situation at our southern border, which I think many people could make an argument, could potentially impact the elections if they're federalized. You could put those two and two together. There's a little Easter egg for you, if you will. But listen to these numbers this is Texas Governor Greg Abbott talking about the numbers from last year to this year as to what's happening at the southern border after you hear these numbers I'm going to share with you a couple things to help you understand oh yeah that, that, that seems to make sense now
2: for one if you just look at the year over year numbers look at this May versus last May uh, the increase of people coming across the border who've been apprehended has gone up more than 800 percent. And just that May over May and in in April, it was the exact
0: same thing. Up over 800 percent. Folks, you're seeing Democrat mayors in Texas saying, hey, administration, by administration, we cannot handle this. We can no longer deal with what's going on here. I'm going to share with you a story in a moment about what's going on in some of the child migration camps that, it's stunning number one that you're not hearing more about this and number two when i show you the news outlet that had to actually report on it you're going to go why why does it take them to report on this when we've got these things happening in the migrant camps first though when you hear about an 800 increase i just mentioned the democrat mayors down in texas you may have seen in the last election i mean you had 80 90 percent latino counties in texas voting for president trump because they were concerned about this border crisis with a biden administration opening up the borders. You know, President Biden recently stopped the Stay in Mexico program, the it Quirate in Mexico program, where people, if they were going to ask for asylum, they were going to be forced to stay in Mexico. Now, those people are now flooding our borders as well. And I think it's pretty obvious the way people south of the border perceive the Biden administration. This was a while ago, right? Back in, you know, March and even earlier than that, I saw some of these pictures. But... When you have, and folks, it's not like they got these shirts in in Guatemala or El all right? I mean, they're getting to the border. There are U.S. attorneys. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there are U.S. attorneys that go across the border and actually coach these people on how to make their asylum claims. Thus, why I just mentioned the removal of the Day in Mexico program, the Stay in Mexico program, which was working very, very effectively because, as we all know right now, our immigration courts, our judges, they're they're jammed. They're jammed. President Trump, you may remember, stopped. <laughs> and I love how you would always say the catch and release, the catch and release. I love how, you know, so he's basically stopped the catch and release program. Now, when you get rid of the Day in Mexico program, the Stay in Mexico program, It is catch and release. Come on in. Uh, There's a story recently where they're flying immigrants basically wherever they want to go, busing them wherever they want to go. Some of this, yes, is family reunification, but a lot of it's not. Now, to be clear on what's going on here, and I've asked this question to you before, if you lived in Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, where there's corruption, massive violence, and you were told, hey, if you and or your kids can just get to the U.S., can just get across that border, you're going to have a free education, you're going to have free health care. Would you want to come to the United States of America? I'm going to presume absolutely. So look, I, I actually respect the fact that you've got moms and, and immigrants saying, hey, I want to have a better life for myself and I'm willing to risk my life to get to the amazing United States of America. So I don't blame them. I'm obviously talking about the policies that are being implemented by this administration that are now causing people to die along this pathway. And one of the toughest things that I want to share with you is a recent story, not by an American outlet. This story, if you want to please look it up because there's a video associated with it. This is from the BBC. So it took a foreign entity to report on the heartbreaking conditions in this migrant camp. Believe it or not, it's called Fort Bliss. I don't know if you can read some of the writing here underneath this picture, but I will share with you, it says, migrant children have been living in alarming conditions where disease is rampant, food can be dangerous, and there are reports of sexual abuse uh, within this camp. Have you heard that anywhere else? Probably not. That's allegedly what's happening in many of these camps. And so kids right there are just doing whatever they can to try to actually get out of these camps. Again, these are young people. All right, when you've got young people showing up at our borders, we've got to do what we can to get them educated, take care of them, make sure that they are going to be okay, be safe and be productive citizens, whether they stay in the United States or not. So I bring that up because on Saturday in Ohio, when President Trump held his rally, he shared this about what's going on in some of these uh, child migration camps. And again, have you heard this anywhere else? More than
1: anything that you've ever seen, the illegal alien minors have arrived at our border. These are, in many cases, just wonderful kids. And they are coming in at levels that we've never seen. And then they're sent around all over this country. All over the country, they're sent. And right now, I just heard for the first time, who would even think it? But I heard for the first time, they're on suicide watch. So many of these young kids, they're on suicide watch.
0: So please, if you got a moment, go check out that story by the BBC in regards to what's going on in this child migration camp. Uh, Horrific, horrific stories. Let's hope that gets cleaned up. But actually, that camp was near El Paso. So to give Vice President Kamala Harris some credit, I don't know if she went to that child migration camp, but... To give her the benefit of the doubt, let's hope that, that was one of the reasons she chose El Paso rather than McAllen, Texas, because we all know that the real problem is at the Rio Grande Valley. It's in El Paso. Excuse me. It's at uh, McAllen, Texas. Not, I mean, El Paso has its issues, right, but it's not nearly what's going down at the border at McAllen. So maybe, maybe just to give her the benefit of the doubt, that was one of the reasons she chose El Paso, was to go check out this child migration camp and ideally get it cleaned up. I mean, stories of lice, the food undercooked, just just bad, bad situations that, in my opinion, are not appropriate for a child migration camp. Now, one of the pieces I want to share with you, you may have seen the story that South Dakota, an actual private donor, right? Private donor uh, gave money to send South Dakota National Guard down to our southern border. Uh, Governor Abbott, Governor Ducey out of Arizona have created sort of a statewide uh, compact, if you will, that allows other states that want to help out to help out. I want to share with you a little bit about what he said earlier today about this compact. And then you tell me if you notice anything that's missing, if there's something maybe missing from what Governor Abbott had to say. Two
2: other things I want to mention. One is that that, uh, Governor Ducey and I, Uh, We triggered an interstate compact where other states can join in and assist us and help us to secure our border. And I know I don't have all the states, but I do want to mention the ones that I do have that are stepping up to help out by sending resources. It could be law enforcement officials or it could be National Guard. We have Florida, Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa, Ohio, Arkansas, Georgia, and more. Uh, Just know that the people of Texas, the people of America, Uh, Thank you for stepping up and providing your resources to help secure the border, knowing full well uh, that what comes across the border does not stay at the border. In fact, it goes to your states and other states across
0: the entire country. Very important what he said at the end, right? It's important to understand as these immigrants come into our country, they're not just staying in Texas. These are massive numbers that are coming in they're going to all places across the country. So I reached out to Lieutenant Governor Brent Sanford earlier today and asked him, hey, do you know if we're sending any resources down to the southern border to help? He said, as of right now, Chris, not that I know of, nothing else in North Dakota and Minnesota, not on the list that Governor Abbott just mentioned. Would love to know your point of view on that. All right, now let me dive into this because there's a piece of this puzzle that we've been talking about now here on Point of View for quite some time, um, and it's about what's going on at the border the cartels, and China, but most importantly, your kids and your grandkids. So I want to share with you what one of the the law enforcement leaders said earlier today at this roundtable. President Trump followed up on it as well. But um, here's some of what this gentleman had to say. And we're seeing
3: a 50% increase in deadly overdoses this year. In fact, in the first quarter of uh, 21, it was three times the amount it was last year with fentanyl, overdoses and uh, you know to that end the, the group of people that it's hitting is the 16 to 24 year old group because again it appears to be a safe drug they think it's a pharmaceutical drug because of these pill presses that they're using and while everybody in this room are great partners is that we do not want the next mom to walk into that bedroom as occurred in tarrant county just a month ago and our 15 year olds dead because they've OD'd on on fentanyl, they got a hold of something that they thought was safe, and they had no idea that it was it was pressed in some cartel lab uh, far,
0: far away. So, really important to note: fentanyl. Okay, a couple things here. What they're doing is they're they're taking the fentanyl that's coming into Mexico from China. That's why I wanted to include include China, China. Right? We need to hold China accountable. President Trump was working on holding China accountable for the fentanyl that was flooding into our borders decimating I mean decimating middle America and now obviously with the Biden administration none of that's happening none of that's happening the cartels know that hey look I can sell this stuff but what's important for you to know as parents or grandparents parents is that they're pressing this into what looks like you know a pharmaceutical pill a quote-unquote if you will safe pill and it's not it's fentanyl very little amount of fentanyl can be lethal Just want you to be aware of that, how it's flooding the border. And again, what do we do to hold China accountable? And of course, you're going to hear what this gentleman says about the cartels. That's where they make their money is through, right now, fentanyl, right? And human trafficking is a big, big resource for the cartels right now. But today,
3: as we we talk about this today, is that we know that the cartel, the Mexican drug cartel, is responsible for where it's going. And it's going all over the country. I'm in Fort Worth, but it's happening. And I'd be say it's on every sheriff and every chief and every director of public safety's radars, this business of fentanyl and the deadliness and the threat it is to us as it continues to grow. We believe because of all that, I certainly believe, and I believe the law enforcement in the room, is that the drug cartels of Mexico should be the number one enemy of American law enforcement, plain and simple. And we need to draw a line in the sand to protect our children. And we also need our parents, if I may say, our parents need to invade the space of their children and know what they're doing on social media and know who they're connecting to because we need everybody's help or they're going to be walking into that bedroom, unfortunately, and that 15- or 16-year-old is going to be gone.
0: If you've got a young person in your family, just pay attention, get involved, see what's going on with them. I remember when Chris Myers was the U.S. attorney here in North Dakota, he told me a story about a guy that was locked up. Locked up in Canada, still being able to deal on the dark net. So just look, I don't, I don't want to freak anybody out. I'm just asking you to be aware because of these cartels don't care. Right. China clearly doesn't doesn't care. And so just just so that you're aware of what's possible, what's going on is being in communication uh, with your kids and obviously their friends as well. Um, just to know. Just to know, very, very important. So President Trump also addressed this, and I think he brings up a very valid point, because as I mentioned a moment ago, there was a time here when the fentanyl was starting to decline coming across our border. But not only was he declining what was going on as far as the fentanyl getting inside the United States border, I know you saw these stories. President Trump did an amazing job also mitigating this crime.
1: I'm so glad that you mentioned the fentanyl, because the fentanyl was almost a non-factor. And now I hear it's just pouring into our country and it's the most dangerous of all, but just pouring into our country. And we stopped also uh, human trafficking, mostly in
0: women. So I guess the obvious question, because I know for a lot of us, it's like, Chris, it's the southern border. This is just such a massive problem right now. You know, what can I do? What can I do? As we talked about before, get involved, right? Get yourself educated. Don't even believe everything I say here, but just get yourself educated. Get involved maybe with local politics, a school board. Reach out to your local legislators, the governor. Maybe you feel like right now North Dakota should be utilizing some resources going down to the southern border. If you feel that way, let the governor, lieutenant governor, people that are in places of those positions of power, let them know how you feel about the situation. Again, this is not against the immigration, but if you don't have a border like President Trump said, we don't have a country. If we don't have a border we do not have a country so let's have legal immigration i think all of us are for that right now we need a workforce right and if we're going to have these kids come into our country illegally let's at least take care of them let's at least take care of them and make sure that they are in a stable safe situation so that actually can get educated right we want to see them uh become productive citizens if they end up staying here within the united states of america lot to digest there, all right? So please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. You can email us. You can text us. Leave us a voicemail. When we come back, we're going to get to your points of view about an Olympic athlete that made the news recently. Stick around. Much more coming up right after this. Welcome back to Point of View. As always, thank you so much for sharing your points of view with us. Again, very easy to do. Email the show, text the show, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash POV now. Producer AJ recently posted this on our Facebook page and it's got, I don't even know at this point, 700, 800, 900 comments. But do you support U.S. Olympic athletes who protest the national anthem? As we, I'm sure many have seen, Gwen Berry has been outspoken against systemic racism and social injustice protested the national anthem after receiving the bronze medal and the hammer throw during the U.S. Olympic trial. She's now going on to Tokyo to compete in the Olympics as well. So here's what some of you have to say. Definitely not. If she can't respect our country and our national anthem, then she has no business representing the United States of America. Mary Shuey, absolutely not. The Olympics is about representation that States. She certainly doesn't represent with these unappreciative actions. Why would she let all her hard work be overshadowed by This, also we've got, I feel sorry for this person who is filled with only hatred and contempt for the country, which has made it possible for her to participate in the Olympics. Our flag, our song, our pledges cover all Americans. I pray someday she will find peace, appreciates what she's been blessed with, thankful for all her attributes, leaves the bitterness behind. Now, she did do an interview recently. She said, look, I never said that I hated America, so she wanted to be clear that she says she'd never said that. She was talking, I think, about the third verse of the national anthem that does mention, slaves in it. Obviously, it's not part of the song that we sing at sporting events or anything of that nature, but that was part of her her communication in regards to why she was taking some of the actions she was taking. Um, So just to give you kind of both sides of that situation, please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. Email us, text us, leave us a voicemail, go to our Facebook page, comment on that post as well. Producer AJ put up, she did a great job there. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash POV now all right we come back we've got a special guest joining us tomorrow night we'll tell you who that is coming up right after this welcome back to point of view tonight's leadership quote of the day brought to you by dj coulter agency with american family insurance tonight's leadership quote of the day is a sense of humor is part of the art of leadership of getting along with people of getting things done dwight d eisenhower all right, be sure and join us tomorrow night. Congressman Kelly Armstrong is going to be joining us on the show. Should be a fascinating conversation there. House voted today to say yay on a commission to investigate the January 6th situation. So we'll talk about that and much, much more. If you've got questions for Congressman Armstrong, please uh, email us or text us or let us know. We'll do our best to get to those with him. And as we always say here at the end of the show, please continue to go out and plant those seeds of faith, hope, love, and truth. Because as you know, point of view, this is the show that's fighting for the truth for you. I'm Chris Berg. Have a great evening. We'll see you back here.